I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for... News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. News from the Nest here on this Monday. Not a victory Monday. We're talking about an L. Unfortunately, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. John Harbaugh spoke with the media after the Ravens let one get away. The Steelers making the plays they had to make to win the game. That was a great win for them. Disappointing loss for us. Had our opportunities, obviously. Played hard. I love the way the guys play. They play hard. They fight. We've got to finish plays and do things like that that, that you need to do to win a game like this, and that's what we got. We have to fight for that going forward. <clears throat> yeah, they do play hard, and, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh, they they did make some plays, Bob, in the fourth quarter. I mean, Pickett and Pickin, you know, I mean, they, they did make some plays. Blocked a punt. Yeah, yeah blocked a punt. And, um, but like he said, they, if he's got to be so frustrated because finish, I mean, they're probably sick that they, can you believe that we lost to them? I mean, that's, and same with Indy. I mean, Indy w- up front was better defensively. You know, I, I, I I'm, I'll, I'll bet you that old Todd Monk is probably, Todd's probably saying like that was a five, 500-yard game offensively. Steelers four sacks yesterday, two from T.J. Watt. Highsmith had a huge one late. Quan Alexander also six quarterback hits for Lamar Jackson there. But most of that damage, Vinny, I believe, took Fourth place quarter. in the second half. Yeah, right. there, he didn't get sacked at all, Bob, in the first, first quarter. I mean, they were kicking their ass. I mean, it wasn't third down efficiency, five of eight, 244 yards. You know, they had the ball 18 and a half minutes. They rushed for 125 yards. I mean, come on. They were kicking the crap out of them, you know, and then uh, they only end up with 10. When they only up with 10 points, that was the problem. And it was just like the Cincinnati game, Bob, when they got the punt return. And then, like, Ravens are going in, and they're only up 13-10. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Speaking of kicking, Ravens had a chance to kick a field goal near the end of the first half. Did not do so. John Harbaugh, what the hell was that all about? We were planning on kicking the field goal there. The idea was to run the clock down, not leave them time coming back the other way, and then call timeout and kick the field goal. But we had just a miscommunication, heat of battle. We weren't on the same page. They jumped on the neutral zone, and uh, guys thought they were in the neutral zone and went ahead and snapped it. So that wasn't what we were planning on doing. You could see Lamar was surprised by the snaps. Okay. So, I mean, Harv's, you know, kind of explained it. Now, to me, it's even worse, Bob, because they weren't even trying to get them to jump off sides. You know, because from, correct me if I'm wrong, our plan was just to have the clock run down and we were going to kick it. It wasn't like we were trying to get them to jump off sides. 
so we had more time. Kind of sounded like you threw Linderbaum under the bus there a little bit. Yeah, that that was, uh, you know, I mean, come on, Linderbaum. So what in the hell is, what's he even thinking then? You know, all right, I'm going to get a free five yards. So, you know, instead of kicking it from, you know, a 30-yard field goal, he kicks a 20-yard field goal or whatever. I mean, come on, Justin Tucker, it doesn't matter. He doesn't need, so I, where the Ravens screwed up, Bob, don't even put them in that position. Don't and, even put your guys in a position to have, even have to make that decision. And we talked about it earlier. It's not like it was two minutes left in the half. It was 19 <laughs> seconds. And what about Pittsburgh's offense? Had you quaking in your boots thinking they were going to march down the field and score a touchdown? Yeah, with their 88 yards at the half. <laughs> Anywho, Ravens did get a fumble recovery, too, of a punt. Put them in an ideal situation to tackle in points. Uh, you got the shovel pass to Andrews, which accomplished zip. And then Lamar threw the pick in the end zone to Joey Porter <coughs> Jr. So John Harbaugh explained that scenario to us. Well, we did run the first time. That was uh, that was the first call. And you, know, you make the play calls that were made. That's things that you think are going to get in the end zone. That's what we try to do. <laughs> that was running hot harbs right there. Yeah, well, we, you know, we did run the ball. On the uh, Not really. On the shovel pass, you know, to Andrews, I don't know who was to block the middle linebacker. That was the problem because, I mean, everybody kind of was man on a man, but there was nobody there for the middle backer. I don't know if they expected him, you know, to take the fake or something, but he was standing right there in the hole. So, I mean, it wasn't – unless Andrews made him miss, it's the only way that he was going to score. Otherwise, he had no shot at that. Vinny Haney, 105.7 The Pad. News from the Nest here on this Monday. Ravens turn the ball over multiple times again. John Harbaugh, is this an issue for your ball club? Well, we emphasize it in practice every day, and we'll just keep working to do that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. There's obviously you've got a great pass rush out there, you know, bringing heat in those situations and trying to do make plays and do the things we got to do. So it's definitely something we'll be chasing going forward. It's not something that we want to do. It makes a difference in games, there's no doubt about it. When you look at the fumbles, the Justice Hill one, all right, that coming from behind, you know, that was a hell of a play by the Pittsburgh dude. That was an effort play. And then the other one, I mean, come on. It's my all-pro left tackle. It can't happen. You can't get beat clean like that, you know, because if there's one guy that Lamar trusts out there as a quarterback, my left I got Ronnie back. I'm good, you know, and whoop, you know, right around him and bam. You know, I mean, Lamar was probably like – what? Where the hell did he go? How did he get there that quick? Yeah, that was a it was a mismatch on that particular yeah. sequence. The, the worst there. turnover of them all, you know, was the interception because that was a horse crap throw, and he should have thrown back shoulder because if he throws back shoulder, I think it would have been a touchdown. Well, to that point, here's Lamar Jackson explaining that play. I'm just trying to get up my boy shot. Just got to you know get in sync. That's all. Made a great play. Made a great interception. Didn't want to happen, but it happened. So it basically said I wanted to give Beckham a chance to get a touchdown, and he didn't. I mean, if you're going to give him a chance, you got to give him a chance in two ways, Bob, with Odell. You got to make it a jump ball, which he didn't because he threw it right. He threw it right to uh, Porter, or you throw back shoulder. Those are the only two ways because Odell wanted a chance, and I'll take it with Odell and Porter. I'll, I'll put my odds that Odell wins that, but. Give him an opportunity. You can't throw it, you know, I mean, because Odell's to the right of him and the ball was thrown to the inside. You never gave him a chance. That was the problem. 
Now, drop passes. We talked about it. Seven of them. Mark Andrews had three, including a touchdown. So, Lamar, how do you try to put your finger on that one? We don't expect our guys to drop passes. You know, um, it happens in NFL football. Just happened at the wrong time, but we're going to get better. We're going to go to pads. We're going to go to work. What do you say? We're going to go to pads? And go to work. So, they're going to put the pads on. Is that what is it? That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Well, I... I mean, to me, when you're dropping balls like that, it's focus and concentration. You know, I mean, that's all it is. You know, are you turning your head too quick? Um, are you worried about somebody? The one with Bateman, I don't know what, there's nobody around. I mean, it's just right in his hands. Just kick. I, I don't know. I don't know how you drop that one unless you just, your eyes are not looking at it. Or the other thing with a wide, and he had just caught two balls. So, I mean, con, you know, confidence couldn't have been a thing because he had just, He'd already caught two balls, and he caught them in his hands. So I, I don't – he just flat-out dropped it. I mean, I guess that's why he was throwing his helmet on the sidelines and, you know, pissed off and everything. Oh, he was having a little meltdown in the end zone there. No doubt. No doubt. Now, George Pickens caught his 41-yarder, which proved the game winner. Minute 17 left. Marlon Humphrey was the uh, – I don't want to say the pigeon, but he was the defender. So, Marlon, what happened on that one? <laughs> He was on an island and he was that was a mismatch. You know, and, and Pickett said anytime I see out there that Pickett's one on one and he, he didn't get one on one with anybody. They they took shots and um yeah, Marlon looked uh he looked outclassed on that one. First game back, yeah. not to make excuses yeah, again he, for him. He didn't. He did not look good on that play. Uh, Pickens, by the way, six for a buck thirty, including the game-winning touchdown. What do you think of this young man? I think yep. He's pretty good. Yeah, oh, tons of talent. Well, Bob, uh, you know there was look at all the do all the Georgia dudes that were. Out. I mean, I'm sure that Munkin talked to him before the game. Munkin had him at Georgia, you know, and and I saw where the tight end, you know, was saying something to Roquan when Roquan hit him on that one pass. I wonder if he said, "Hey, dude." You know, I'm a Georgia guy, too. You don't have to hit me like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> 5-7, the fan. Here on this Monday, Ravens lose yesterday 17-10 to the Steelers. Orioles drop two against Texas in the ALDS. Birds trying to fight off elimination tomorrow in Arlington. Brandon Hyde will announce today's starting, or tomorrow's starting pitcher today. But let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's go get Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, thanks for holding. What's happening? Nothing much, man. I started out the call in the day, man. I was so pissed, man. Mm-hmm. What a weekend, man. Every oh. one of my teams lost, man, from the Terps, Ravens, Orioles, and the Cowboys last night, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Rough your boys. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah, man. They got beat bad, man. National national television, too. Yeah, national television. By a guy that's making $900,000 <laughs> this year as a quarterback, man. And compared to Dak, what, 40, 50 million? What the hell he's making? Let me just say this. Uh, Purdy, in another couple years, he's going to make more than Dak. Oh yeah, he definitely is, man. And um, hope her Jerry don't make a mistake by extending uh Dak because he's due to make fifty nine, I guess, next season against the Cap. So, mm-hmm. man, let's trade him or get something for him, a third round pick, because he's not he's decent, but he's not going to take us to the to the Super Bowl and get us that sixth string that we've been looking for for years. So, you know, but um, but let me get on the Orioles real yeah, quick, man. Ahead. Like, hide, man. Like, what what was he thinking, man? With his decisions with this bullpen, man. Like. When he brought uh, Webb, Webb in, what was that, Saturday, Webb gave up the home run. I'm like, man, people like Webb, he shouldn't even been on the roster, honestly. 
And then Sunday, you bring Baker in, <laughs> another guy that's, that should have been on the roster. Like, man, and I then mean, followed it up with more web. Baker's yeah. web, Rashawn. Rashawn running hot there because of his Cowboys. Ravens lose. The Terps were up 10 against Ohio State. And the Orioles, after a brilliant, they haven't won 100 games in 43 years. They win a buck 01. Now they're one loss away from going on vacation for the rest of the fall into the winter. We'll come back, reset the program for you. As a matter of fact, we got buy or sell coming your way. John Mioli is going to be joining us, talking about the Orioles weekend that wasn't at Camden Yards from the Baltimore Banner. We're going to hear from Brandon Hyde as well. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll do our pick segment at 1.15. Again, I lost my pick sheet, so I don't know if I was good or bad. History says I was probably bad. And Kyle Barber with UNS Baltimore beat down at one third. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 1057 The Fan. Well, if you were downtown Baltimore this weekend watching the Orioles at Oriole Park and Camden Yards, I'm sure you were spending a ton of dough. And if you're hanging out with us at Pickles Pup, you know, you were enjoying yourself, taking advantage of that atmosphere and that vibe. No, not necessarily broke. Maybe got broken hearts after what happened with the sports. Before we get to many subjects relating to that, let's count that money. Two, two months for Christmas trees go up. Nolan's going to need some cash by herself. All right, the Dow's up 54. The S&P's up 4. NASDAQ is down 27. DraftKings down 55 cents. Under Armour's flat, $6.17. They're not plus, they're not minus, they're zero. We'll have a little abbreviated buy or sell here, but we'll start with the Padres, who seem to be reevaluating their big spending habits after a rough 2023 season. Everyone waiting to see what they do with Juan Soto. He's got a year left before uh, his arbitration is through. And their GM, A.J. Preller, did say that an extension is still their first priority, their first path, as he put it, but didn't shoot down any questions when asked about possibly trading Juan Soto. His quote was, we've never been a group that says no to anything. So leaving the door open. But buy or sell, Bob, leaving that trade door open tells us all we need to know. 
Oh, salt by it. Apparently, Soto likes it there in San Diego. Yeah. Haters a free agent, right? And um, Snell. Mm-hmm. So they're going to lose probably both of those guys. Who told us, and I apologize, everybody, one of our baseball guys said that Preller was, uh, Scott Miller said that Preller's a real meddling type of GM, which might not bode well for Bob Melvin's future. But I'll soft buy that. I wouldn't be surprised one way or another. And I know it's taken the you know, easy way out. But if he stays, he stays. If he goes, then what's their end game? What are they trying to accomplish by trading him away? Well, uh, we'll go over to the NFL here. Prior to this week's game against Denver, Coach Robert Sala with the Jets said that all restrictions on Brees Hall's workload were going to be lifted. Well, he wasn't kidding. A career-high 22 carries for Brees Hall yesterday. Monster day on the ground, 177 yards and a touchdown. To see a player bounce back from that kind of injury this fast and be this strong out the gate is pretty rare nowadays, and even if we are looking at this as a five-week sample size, Vinny Byersell, yesterday's workload is sustainable for him the rest of the year. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. You know, because he did it in college. Um, but they still have they still have Dalvin Cook, who's third for them, you know, on yeah. the depth chart. So um, is it sustainable? Sure. And I think they're going to keep riding him. Kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Vikings knew something all along about Dalvin Cook, by the way. Maybe everybody else did, too, that didn't want him. How about one more here in baseball? A lot of manager shuffling going to be going on this offseason. Open jobs, guys leaving their jobs. And according to the New York Post, Buck Showalter apparently has heavy interest in the now vacant Angels job after being let go by the Mets. And I guess there's two ways to receive this news. One, Buck still wants to manage. That's news. And two, what does he want to do with an Angels team that's appears to be trending in the wrong direction by all accounts we know the Otani situation he seems all but gone and for the first time in Mike Trout's career he seems to be uh, a guy with one foot out the door or at least entertaining other options buy or sell Bob Buck Showalter would still be a good fit for a rebuilding team Uh, I'm gonna sell it and Buck has interest right as you said in the Angels job is it a mutual Interest. It might be full-on reset time for that organization, but as long as Artie Moreno is the owner. I mean, a year ago, they were talking about him selling the team. He reversed course, and then they went all in at the trade deadline instead of going all out, and it turned out to be a disastrous decision for them. But I don't know if Buck wants to get into that sort of situation where they could be rebuilding for quite some time. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The Fed will come back, talk about the Orioles, the series that wasn't, or the weekend that wasn't, I should say, against Texas with John Mioli. From the Baltimore Banner coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. And about lunch, we'll get to our picks at 1.15. And then Kyle Barber, Baltimore Beatdown. We'll talk about yesterday's loss to the Steelers. It had win written all over it until the final gun sounded. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports on Demand, 105.7, the voice of the fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7, the fan. Orioles off today in Arlington tomorrow, trying to keep that season alive against the Rangers after dropping two. Oriole Park at Camden Yards over the weekend. Saturday, tough foul, 3-2. Many opportunities. Yesterday, after getting an early lead, Things got a little out of control for the birds with the bullpen and the walks and the grand slams and all of that good stuff on a day in which Aaron Hicks had five ribbies. The Orioles still lost. And here to talk about the season in peril and what decisions Buck could make. Buck, we were just talking about Buck Showalter. Brandon Hyde could possibly make to change things from the Baltimore banner. Joins us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, Bob Hedy, Vinny Serrato. Let's welcome in John Mioli. John, good afternoon. First of all, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, fellas? Doing all right, man. And then, uh, you know, I was there Saturday for Brandon Hyde's uh, press conference pregame, and right out of the gate he announced that John Means was not going to be on said roster because of the elbow uh, issues after the Sim game. Did say that he could possibly be ready for the ALCS. I mean, it's a moot point in regards to whether or not he can help him against the Rangers, but how surprised were you that this was an issue at all given the way he was throwing down the stretch for the Orioles? I was very surprised by it. Um, you know, Brandon Hyde also mentioned that this, is, this is something that happens as guys are coming back from Tommy John surgery, but it happened at a very, very inopportune time for the Orioles. You know, there was there there was some inherent risk involved in in counting on someone who is coming back from Tommy John surgery, like John Means is, to be in your playoff rotation to begin with. It seems like the Orioles are pretty locked into into him returning and being part of the rotation, but the knock-on effects of not having him for this series seem like they're they're pretty they're pretty significant you know they they didn't replace him with any kind of length option um in the bullpen they basically have the four starters that one would assume they were going to use as starting pitchers in in the first four games and i think that without john means in the mix um it, it has impacted how the pitching staff has been used in the first two games. Now, uh, as you would imagine, John, we're getting a lot of uh, why is Brian Baker on the roster calls and texts today, and is that a surprise level decision for them? I'm guessing Mike Bauman's going. I guess this ten and one meant nothing after all for me. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it, it, as I as I've, my my own personal view of you know, and I and I very clearly hand up. It was wrong. My own personal view on like those last spots and in the bullpen where it's that like they weren't going to pitch in any part of the game that mattered. And, and while you could say facing the bottom of the order in a, in a three run game in the third inning is not a situation that is particularly high leverage. It becomes a very important position um, and situation in the game. When you walk all three batters you face and the guy who comes in to clean that up, gives up a grand slam. Um, it's really, it's really challenging to, to, I mean, it's easy to second guess now. It's challenging even in the moment to say why him versus someone else. Um, like I said, I think that 
that the potential for length would have been helpful there. I think that the lack of it made it so Brandon Hyde was kind of thinking, look, it's the second inning. I have to, I'm going to have to cover seven innings. I'm going to have to use Brian Baker at some point. I might as well do it now. But when that is your option, I think it kind of speaks to to what ultimately is a pretty fragilely balanced pitching staff. John Mioli, Baltimore Banner, talking Orioles and Rangers with us here on this Monday. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. If we're going to second guess outside of the roster composition there, any strategy that had you scratching your head over the first two games of the series? I was very surprised to see how frequently and um, kind of how frequently Grayson Rodriguez was throwing his fastball yesterday and how insistent they were on keeping it. Andy Costa, my colleague, Banner did a great job of kind of breaking that down. Um, yes, he, he attacked a lot with his fastball, and it was a fantastic weapon since he returned um, from the minors at the All-Star break, but he also... Mm was able to get a ton of strikeouts, a ton of swing and miss on his secondary pitches. His changeup was great yesterday. Um, he didn't throw a ton of sliders and curveballs, and it turned out that was by design. They wanted to have him attack the zone with fastballs and and have the Texas put them in play because they're an aggressive team, and they figured the outcomes of that would be good. Um, I think it was pretty clear early on the way he was kind of losing his fastball arm side and spraying it around that, the command of his fastball wasn't where it has been in the second half of the season. And the Orioles didn't really adjust to that. Um, and by the time I, I don't want to say by the time they did, but you know, by all of a sudden he's out of the game in the second inning because he wasn't able to locate his fastball. They knew fastballs were coming in general. And when they look like strikes, they swung and they put them in play and, 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 you know, baseball happens. I, I was kind of surprised to see that that was, um, you know, by design, it didn't seem like it was because he didn't have, you know, his slider and curveball, which would be a more reasonable in-game explanation. They just didn't go away from from that strategy once it was clear he wasn't commanding his fastball, and all of a sudden, um, it's, it's the second inning, and he's out of the game because of it. I felt like that was a pretty challenging um, circumstance, and, and I was a little surprised to see the team didn't adjust that in the moment. Now, John, it's Evaldi tomorrow for uh, Texas, who was uh, stoning Tampa last week throws, uh, you know, high 90s, uh, can hit triple digits, and he's had success against the Orioles during his career. Given the finality, possibly, of the situation, do Kramer and Gibson piggyback or Gibson and Kramer? I mean, because you're hoping you win, then you get to game four. How's Hyde going to go about uh, managing tomorrow's game from a pitching standpoint? Um, I, I'm, I'm true, truly not sure. I think because Dean Kramer was, you know, in the dugout and not even available in the bullpen, Yesterday, you have to assume that he's going to get to start. I, I think that Kyle Gibson would probably be on uh, on standby if, if he gets into some kind of trouble early and, and you need kind of length options because I think, you know, you, you can say, you know, you don't, have, you, don't, you don't need to discount what a guy like, you know, Jacob Webb and Brian Baker and some of those middle relievers did to help this team get where they were this season. But I think with two games of, of evidence – if Brandon Hyde's going to be mapping out how this game is going to go, he's going to want to make sure that he has his best pitchers um, available and in big spots in all nine innings of this and not really have any kind of fillers or guys to bridge the gap or guys he's crossing his fingers with. So I think that you might see Dean Kramer until there's a sign of trouble and you might see the best position reliever to get out of that jam. And then you might see Kyle Gibson until, until they could stack things up in the late innings. Um, I, I also think that it would probably be really helpful, even though Uvalde is going to be a tough test. It would really be helpful if the Orioles could 
you know, easier said than done, but do what Texas did and like make this a little bit comfortable, like make it so that your pitchers don't have to, to be, you know, living and dying with every pitch and they can. And I think that would make things a little easier on Brandon Hyde and the pitching staff too. Hey, John, was the miscommunication on Saturday, was it a missed hit and run? Is that what it was? Yes. Yes. Um, Brandon Hyde said uh, yesterday before the game, that Aaron Hicks had missed, missed the sign there. Um, which it, it it just felt very, you know, it's a reasonable explanation. You you saw Gunnar Henderson kind of looking back towards home plate, both as he was running and then after he was called out, kind of like, you know, a little curious as to what happened. Brandon Hyde was clearly confused in the moment in the dugout um, based on what Fox showed. And I think that, you know, it was just a really unfortunate time for that to happen. This isn't the type of thing that's happened with this team a lot this year, uh, and nor is the fact that, like, they couldn't really explain what happened. Um it was just a bizarre time for something like that to occur and for them to handle it like that. Are you expecting any changes in the lineup um, for this game? Not necessarily. I'm I'm sure you'll see Ryan O'Hearn in there against the righty. Um, Cedric Mullins has really, really been struggling, but I don't think that, I don't think that against the righty, you're going to take him out at this point. If you, if you rode with him for as long as they did against the lefty, um, I wonder if there's going to be some kind of desire to keep Jorge Mateo in the lineup, given what he did. Um, But, but it's also different facing a lefty versus throwing a guy with, you know, a hundred with a, with a nasty breaking ball from the right side. That's not really a recipe for success for Jorge Mateo. So I'll I'll be interested to see how they align the infield. I think that having Ryan O'Hearn in there will be a pretty, will, will be helpful if he's able to break out from his little late season slump. But otherwise I think, I think that, you know, that cake is pretty much baked in terms of who's going to be in there. John, you only tell everybody what's happening at the Baltimore Banner right now. Well, we're sending a we're sending an army down to Texas for 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 one potentially two games. Um, you know, Andy Koska and Danielle Allen Tucker are doing a great job covering the team on a daily basis. Um, we're going to be uh, covering all the angles as to how the Orioles can turn this around over the next couple of days. Is it going to be a seven-nation arm? No, I'm just kidding. It was John Mioli, everybody, on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. John, appreciate it. Hopefully we're talking to you next week about the Orioles in the ALCS. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. You got it. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fair. Come back, reset. Take your phone calls at 410-583-1057. NFL Lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll look back at our picks for this weekend, college and pro. And there's a game tonight we have to talk about. Raiders taking on the Packers. Kyle Barber, Baltimore beat down. Get his thoughts on this Ravens loss. Chance to go 3-0 in the division. They let it slip away. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Haney, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! All of you! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Honestly, man, it's part of what happens, and we didn't do enough to get the job done, and that's how I look at it, and I'm sure that's how the other defensive guys look at it at the end of the day, and that's all we can do. We just got to learn and get better from it. Roquan Smith talking about the domination that was the Ravens in the first half of yesterday's game, turning into a frustrating loss when it was all said and dead, uh, said and done. 17-10 was the final score, and it's not like Vinny, they were getting run all over or getting torched in the secondary. They gave up a big play, which eventually doomed them, but I think, uh, all things considered, that was a winning defensive effort they put out there yesterday against the Steelers. No doubt about it. And, you know, you're looking at, what, short fields and all those kind of things, you know, that the offense put the defense in in a tough spot. So, 
Yeah, I mean, if I'm the defensive guys, I'm probably feeling pretty good. I mean, what you'd like to do is instead of giving up that touchdown, you know, to Pickens there at the end and, you know, shut them down and get them out. But, um, you know, you just can't let Pickens I, – I, I thought they would be more aggressive going after him because, you know, they weren't getting there. And Pittsburgh was keeping a lot of dudes in, so they weren't getting there uh, a lot. You know, they weren't forcing – pick it to be moving around a lot uh ravens did you know get home a couple of times uh with the pass rush three sacks on the day only four quarterback hits did you expect more pressure than we saw ultimately yeah i did because you know i mean in the first half they only had one sack you know and he had a 56 quarterback rating so they probably felt pretty good about you know what was going on i mean he was six of 14 through for 60 yards so it wasn't like he was killing them at that time. And then, all Bob, you talk about front-running team. I mean, that's what Pittsburgh, they're front-runners. You know, the offense is, at least. When things are going good and they get some momentum and, you know, all this, then otherwise they stunk up the joint the first half. Yep, Roquan Smith, 11 tackles yesterday, leading the way for the Ravens. Unfortunately, it was a loss, so we know the circumstances. We've talked about it all last week. We've talked about it today. Ravens win, the 3-0 in the division, all three wins on the road. You would think they'll win at least one at home to get 4-2. and two. Everyone in the AFC North was 3-3 three and three last year, and the Ravens blew, let's be honest, a golden opportunity yesterday at Shore Stadium. Let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's get Cole in Baltimore. Cole, thanks for holding. You're on the fan. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Hey, Cole. What's happening? Uh, uh, Mad Dog Cole here. Uh, I wanted to call about uh, John, Coach John Harbaugh. And I agree with those four, five, or six callers that said, uh, you know, if he doesn't make it to the playoffs or we get bumped off, in the first round, then it's time to make a change because he loses us at least one or two games a year on his decisions, red flag calls, bad calls since 2008. You know? Yeah. I he mean, loses games. yeah, because like some of the call, like in the tennis or indie game, was a critical timeout mm-hmm. that they missed. But when you when you look at it, you know. I mean, but it ended up being that way. But when you look at it, they should have never even been in those positions. But, nope. you know, because they are, yes, you know, he's got to make the right calls. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of us that believe he's taken us as far as he possibly can. We're using the same recipe year after year after year, but the meal isn't getting any better. So, Cole, you're uh, adding to the get rid of John Harbaugh narrative today, huh? That is correct. I've been saying it for about three years. He hasn't done anything for us lately. He really hasn't. Yeah, I think uh, they'll right, be Cole, fine. Thanks. I mean, Harv's a good coach. You know, and a lot of it was, you know, the players. You know, I mean, the players got to do their job, too. You know, I mean, Harv's had, you know, Harv's had, I'm guessing, one kind of screw-up. In that game. Well, clock management issues have, have been, been well, there, have yeah. been well documented. Yeah, no doubt. And we've heard uh, communication problems on a couple of occasions this year. And, you know, fans don't want to hear that. They want to know why they haven't been rectified already and why is it still a problemo for your team. And and that's the thing. You know, I mean, it was Loxley and it was Hyder on Saturday. Miscommunication. 
Like Jesus Christ, I mean, that it can't happen, you know. Not not now. Yeah. Not now. Not like in football. Not game five. Yeah. Hyder uh, dropped an f bomb there on Saturday when they panned to the dugout when Gunner got thrown out stealing. Obviously, oh, yeah. you knew then that there was a sign yeah. missed from because he says, "What the f is he doing?" Yeah, it was one of those things. And then at the end of the first half yesterday for the Ravens, Harbaugh looked flummoxed over there on the sidelines. And the same with Mike Loxley at the end of the first half Saturday as Maryland left three points on the board themselves against well, I'm Ohio sure he's, State. He's like, Lindenbaum, what? What the hell is we don't even have a play call? You know? We don't even have a play to run. Right. And, and he's Lamar, it. He tried to improvise and adapt. It just was not. And Lindenbaum's a car. smart dude. Sure. And he thought, I guess to clarify, he thought that there had been an encroachment. Right, and he was just trying to get that easy flag, but right. as we saw, there, there was none. If there was, then it's a free play. So he, you know, I mean, so he was okay. We got a free play, awesome. We have time for a call, Nolan. You make the call with the call before we get to NFL lunch. Let's go to Bel Air. It is Nathan. Nathan, what's happening? Happy Monday. What's going on, man? So, um, I just wanted to talk about uh, the receivers, right? Yeah, the receivers, Bateman. I say we get rid of him. I, I cannot stand Bateman time and time, time again. He shows that he cannot play football when he's healthy. Do you guys agree with that? Um, no. I, I would say, you know, he missed a couple weeks. He caught a couple balls. But, I, I mean, you know, when you get a chance to make a big play, you got to make it, especially when you've been, you know, out or struggling or missed time. I'm not ready to to give up on him yet, you know, because he's super talented. I just got to yeah, find I mean, out not, what makes yeah, him tick. 100%. I'm I'm not denying that, but I have not seen from the time we drafted him out of Minnesota. Right. Um, I have not seen any. He has not proved anything, and I get it. He's not been completely healthy throughout his career. I, I don't think he's played a full season, so I'm just waiting for him to prove something. Right. So. Um, that would have been a hell of a start longer. yesterday, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, 100%. And just because, you know, if he makes that, Thanks, that would have been of his third catch, and he'd got a touchdown in his first game back. He's, like, feeling good about himself. And then it's like, and when you have that kind of guy, just get him the ball because they're feeling it. Instead, he's throwing helmets on the sideline. Yeah, and then he was done. It's video at Haiti, 105.7. The Fable Cup back at up a lunch. We'll get into what going on. What went on yesterday at Pittsburgh? A little bit more detail. Then we look at our picks. Who did well? If anybody, we'll find out around 115. Kyle Barber, Baltimore Beatdown, BaltimoreRavens.com. Talk about that L. Now it's off to London, taking on Tennessee. The Titans, by the way, they took it on the chin yesterday, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.